I've entitled this message, Emmanuel, God with us. I know that's kind of creative for Christmas time. Uh, and uh, there's three slides or something like that. But you've got notes in the bulletin. Um, I always figure if I got a choice between impressing you with my PowerPoint abilities or giving you notes in the bulletin, the, the notes are probably better. So, Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 21, it says this. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Father, today, as we look at your word, we are once again inviting you to work in our hearts Lord, we want to hear from you. We want to to know you better when we leave this place. We want to hear the truth of your word and have it impact our lives. And so we open ourselves right now and invite you to speak into us. Have your way, oh God. Amen. You know, it seems to me that we are hardwired for companionship. I can't tell you the number of times over the years as I've traveled that I've seen some amazing sight and wished that my wife or my kids or somebody was there to take it in with me. You know, whether that's seeing the ocean on the the coast of Florida or seeing majestic mountains in Colorado or watching the, the moon rise over the desert in Arizona. There is something about amazing beauty that just begs companionship in that moment. And then there's the opposite end of the spectrum when we're in the midst of pain, whether that's physical pain or emotional pain or whatever kind of pain, there is something there that we want somebody with us. Now, I remember one of the very few times in Barb and I's marriage over the years that we were separated because she was gone. This was because, uh, this was before we had kids and she went on a trip and I got sick. Actually, was running a pretty hard fever, and uh, I don't remember ever in my life wishing for human companionship more than during that time. There's something about that pain, being in pain, that you want somebody there with you when you're hurting. Or or think about this, when, when somebody that we know passes away, there are a lot of people who don't want to go to the funeral because they don't know what to say. Well, guess what? The family and friends don't really care all that much about what you say. The fact that you're there says way more than words could ever say. You showed up. There's something about being there with people. God has apparently made us to want someone with us in the good moments and the bad, the exciting times, the not so exciting. And that's why the fact that God is with us is such a big deal. Emmanuel, God with us. You know, there are relatively few times in Scripture that we are given an interpretation, an outright translation of a word right there in the text. It happens on occasion, but not very often. But we get one here, Emmanuel, which means God with us. The great preacher Charles Spurgeon said it like this, why should the word Emmanuel in the Hebrew be interpreted at all? Was it not to show that it has reference to us Gentiles and therefore it must needs be interpreted into one of the chief languages of the then existing Gentile world, namely the Greek? This being interpreted at Christ's birth shows that he is not the savior of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. 
Jesus came to rescue all of us, regardless of our ethnicity, our age, our financial status, our gender, our geographic location. He came to redeem us. Spurgeon is right in that regard. You know, we, uh, we like to sing the old Advent carol, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, but I want us to think about the words of that song for a minute this morning. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. We recognize that we are the, the, the spiritual Israel. We've been made that, but that we are in captivity. We've been taken captive that mourns in lonely exile here. We've been alienated from God, and because of that, we're mourning. We recognize that. Until, until the Son of God appear and then everything changes. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to you, O Israel. Now that song was written well after Jesus' incarnation here on earth, but it speaks in a, in a forward-looking way during the Advent season. We're thinking about He is coming. I personally, I'm not suggesting that we should change the song. I personally like to sing it. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel has come because we recognize, as Christians, we recognize that he's already come. It's a done deal. I like the way Ann Spangler said it. She said, when our sins made it impossible for us to come to him, God took the outrageous step of coming to us, of making himself susceptible to sorrow, familiar with temptation, and vulnerable to sin's disruptive power in order to cancel its claim and she is right. Jesus came to redeem us, to restore us, to ransom us back to the Father. All of that is true. That is the gospel message. But this morning, I want to look at a little different angle. I want us to recognize that God is with us. You know, it's a person that really likes words. Indulge me. I'm going to just take a minute and look at a particular word here for a moment. God with us. That word with is a preposition. I'm not going to ask anybody to define that. I'll just tell you that a, a preposition connects a, a noun or a pronoun with, with a, another element of that same sentence or phrase that it's in. So if you understand that, then it begs the question, what's being connected here? Well, obviously it's God and us. God with us. He, in essence, is he's connecting himself to us, to his creation, to the people that he made, God with us. Uh, Webster defines that word with as alongside of, near to, in the company of, in, in, uh, into, among us, as an associate or companion, and in support of, on the side of. God is alongside of his people. God is near to his people. God is in the company of his people. Think back to the, the Garden of Eden when God walked daily with Adam and Eve there in the garden. He was, he was in the company of, he was with his first man and woman that he created. See, that's what Jesus came to restore, that intimacy of relationship. Leah talked about it earlier. God with us. John's rendition of, that, of the Christmas story is a bit different than how we normally think of the Christmas story, but I really like how he phrases it. John chapter one, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Emmanuel, God with us. Look at this from a, a different perspective. Think back to uh, God talking to 
Moses in Exodus 33, he said, you cannot see my face for man shall not see me and live. 1 Timothy chapter 6.16 tells us that God dwells in unapproachable light. Unapproachable light. You can't get near it, in other words. The fact is that if God hadn't reached out to you and me, if he hadn't made the advance toward us, if he hadn't come to earth, we'd all have nothing. We would still be alienated from God. But see, that's what Christmas is all about. Emmanuel, God with us. The Lord intentionally and purposefully came to be with us, to restore us into relationship with himself. A couple of weeks ago in our Sunday service, we sang the uh, Christmas carol, O Holy Night. And while we were singing it, I grabbed my notes and wrote something down because it just struck me. One section says, in all our trials, born to be our friend. In all our trials, born to be our friend. The God of all creation came to earth to be our friend, to bring us back into right relationship with the Father, Emmanuel, God with us. Someone said, he who has not Christmas in his heart will never find it under a tree. And it's true. If you don't know the Lord in a personal way, then all of the presence, all the wealth in the world can't make up for what you're missing. He came to restore relationship, Emmanuel, God with us. I want you to think about this for a minute. A lot of people have the idea like that, that God is far off, out there someplace, distant. But why would the creator want to be distant from his creation? I mean, if, if God is all-knowing, and he is, and he knows everything before it happens, he knew everything that was going to happen before he even started creation. If he didn't want to be near creation... If he wanted to be distant, if he wanted to be far off, why would he even start creation in the first place? That doesn't even make any logical sense, right? No, he wants to be close to us. He wants to be involved in our lives, in his creation. I mean, think about it. Even as a parent, if your child rebels, do you want to cut them off? Do you want to be distant from them? No, you want to be close. You want to have a relationship with them. And it's the same way with God. Actually, that, that whole idea of... of um, God being with us, it's all through the Bible. We see it again and again. The Lord says, I am with you. The very first time that we read those words in Scripture, it's actually in the book of Genesis, God is talking to Isaac. and He says, fear not, I am with you. God wants to have relationship with his people. He wants us to, to know that he's not far off, out there someplace. No, he is with us. He's here. And that's why Jesus came to be a, a tangible demonstration, to show us in human form God's heart. Emmanuel, God with us. You know, this time of year, we, especially as we as Christians, we like to talk about the baby Jesus. It's exciting that the baby came and was born. But if you think about it, that baby being born is not the point of Christmas. It's that God became that baby. The Son of God who existed before time and space ever were, came into Mary's womb as a baby. Emmanuel, God with us. You know, back before you or your parents or your grandparents or your great-grandparents were ever born, Charles Wesley wrote a hymn called Let Earth and Heaven Combine. And in it, Wesley said this, our God contracted to a span, incomprehensibly made man. 
In Wesley's day, a span would have been the distance from the tip of the thumb to the tip of the little finger. Obviously, different people's hands are different sizes. I get that, all right? But in general, that's the, the concept. But think about that. The God who made everything contracted to a span incomprehensibly made man. Emmanuel, God with us. Anne Voskamp, in her children's book, Unwrapping the Greatest Gift, said this, God turned one last time as a baby inside Mary. And then the skin of very God slipped naked and small into the hands that he made himself. This is the birth of God. Who can find words? And then at last, all was calm, all was bright. This night, our rescuer has come. God has visited our planet and we can breathe free. God is here. Jesus is born to you, to you. Emmanuel, God with us. Let me, let me start to make this practical for you. Throughout the course of this year, we have heard lots of sermons about God, about his attributes, about what he's like. We have heard that God has power that far exceeds anything that we can even begin to imagine. We have heard that he has unlimited patience. We have heard that he knows everything that there is to possibly know. He, we have heard that he truly is our father. We've heard that he is the God of all comfort. We have heard that he is eternal, has no beginning, has no end. We have heard that he is forgiving. We have heard that he is just and will ultimately make all things right. We have heard that he is love and on and on and on. I went on the website, counted uh, close to 30 different messages about God. And the reason that I'm recapping these for you this morning is because this idea, Emmanuel, God with us, brings all of those things home to us. That God, the one who is eternal, the one who is all-knowing, the one who is all-powerful, the one who is sovereign, the one who is patient and caring, the one who is just and will ultimately make all things right, the one who is eternal, the one who offers us comfort, the one who forgives us our sins, the one who cares for you more than you can possibly begin to imagine, the one who is truly our Father, that God dwells with us daily. He is with you. Let me hit this from a different angle. I don't think I'm stretching it when I say that one of the most profoundly frustrating things about the Christian life, at least from our human perspective, is what I have often referred to as the yes but not totally aspect. The, the, when, when, we, when we look at scripture and we see what it says and what we experience in life doesn't always fully line up with that. You know what I'm talking about? There's a, a yes, but not completely, a lot, at least not in the here and now. And often that's really close to home. We, we see the, we, we recognize that the curse has been eradicated, but we see the effects of the curse all around us. But see, if you understand Christmas correctly, if you understand Christmas accurately, then it changes our entire perspective. Emmanuel, God with us. So 
think about it, when you're feeling overwhelmed by life, the God who is all-powerful is with you. When someone you know passes away, the God who is eternal is with you. When you don't know which path to take or what to do in a particular situation, the God who is all-knowing, omniscient, he is with you. When tragedy strikes, the God of all comfort is with you. When you live in the midst of a society that has seemingly gone mad, the God who is sovereign is still with you. When you're overwhelmed by the weight of your own sin, the God who forgives is with you. When you feel lost and alone at times, the God who loves you and is truly your Father is with you. Emmanuel, God with us. You know, the, the elders here at church meet almost every Monday. And one of the things that we do just about every time we come together is that we pray for the congregation, especially those who have physical and spiritual needs. And I'll just be honest with you, I don't understand why we have to keep praying for certain situations over and over and over again. I don't get that. I really don't. But I do know this, that God is with you. (laughs) Carl Keener out there in the lobby, God is with you. Paul Kennedy, my brother, God is with you. Ralph and Ruth Harnick, oh God is with you. Because the Holy Son of God came to earth to restore us into right relationship with the Father, God is with us. Every moment of every day. John Wesley, the famous preacher, I mentioned his brother Charles early, earlier. Charles was the musician, John was the preacher. He died in 1791 and on his deathbed, Charles, John Wesley said this, the best of all is this, God is with us. He knew. No matter what's happening in your life, God is with you. No matter what's going on inside or, or around you, God is with you. Some years ago, about seven miles outside of Jerusalem, an archaeologist excavated a village that dated back to a couple of thousand years. They identified it as Emmaus. You might remember that that's where Cleopas and his unnamed companion were from. They were followers of Jesus and had apparently witnessed or at least heard about Jesus being crucified. And now they were returning home a few days later after having experienced that tragedy. Apparently hadn't heard anything about the resurrection at that point. And so they're walking along toward Emmaus and somebody joins them and asks what's wrong. And they tell him. And if you remember, he starts unfolding the scriptures from the very beginning. 
explaining what was foretold about the Messiah and what would happen. And they're getting excited hearing this because they're, they're recognizing the truth in what they're hearing. And they get to Emmaus, and they get to their house, and they invite him in for a meal. If you remember the story, during the course of the meal, Jesus just disappears, just vanishes. But do you remember what they said after that? Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road? Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road? You know, I think if we really understand the meaning of Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us, that our hearts will burn within us like they did there. I'm not talking about some sort of physical or emotional feeling, but an honest recognition of the reality that God is indeed with us. How do you not get excited about that? God isn't, God isn't distant out there someplace. No, he's with us. He's with you right here, right now, today. I know he's not physically present in the way that the early disciples had him. I, I recognize that. But do you remember, remember what Jesus said just before he finished his visible earthly ministry? John 16, 7, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. We know that the helper was the Holy Spirit. And that's not like a, a lesser part of God. No, that same Holy Spirit God himself is with us today. It's to your advantage that I go. Apparently better for us that Jesus is not physically present, but Holy Spirit is here with us. So let me ask you a question. Would it make a difference for you in how you live? Would it make a difference for you in how you interact with people if you really truly believed that God was with you? that he was with you in the grocery store, at the post office, the gas station, on your job, when you're talking to your neighbor, he is, God is with you. God himself is walking with us through our hard times and through our good times, through our joys and through our sorrows. That's the message of Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us. Let's pray. Lord, we are so grateful today for the truth of your word that you have come to dwell with us, that you have chosen to take up residence within us, that you have chosen to be with us, that you're not out there far off someplace, but instead you are indeed with us every moment of every day, whether we're, we're feeling good or feeling bad, whether we're happy or sad, you are with us. Lord, what a comfort that is, that you, the God of all creation, the one who is all-powerful and all-knowing and sovereign and eternal and the God of comfort, the God of love, is dwelling with us. Lord, cause us more and more to recognize that truth and to not only recognize it, but to walk in it day by day. Thank you, Lord. Amen.